0: Hello Heart Prague. Uh, my name is Justin Holden and I'm an American missionary in Liberec, Czech Republic, just one hour north of you guys. And it's a huge honor for me to be here with you guys today. I'm excited to be able to speak about how Jesus forgives and and I'm just excited to just dive into the word with you guys. Uh, I know you guys have been going through the prophets and it's been a, a big encouragement to me to go back and to listen to the messages that you guys have, have already had um, leading up to Easter, and, and it's a huge honor for me to, to be a part of this. So thank you very much. I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna dive right in. Father God, thank you so much for your love and for your kindness. Thank you so much for your grace and your forgiveness. I pray that today you would take away all distractions, and I pray that we would all focus on you, Lord. May you speak to us, God. May they not be my words, but, but may they come from you, Lord. Um, help us to learn from you, help us to hear your heart, and just thank you so much, Father God, that we can come together like this, and for thank you so much for the life that we have in you. In your name we pray. Amen. So today is Palm Sunday. I don't know if you knew about that before or not, but today is Palm Sunday. Uh, Palm Sunday is this really fascinating day. It's the it's it's the start, essentially, of Holy Week. Um, and Holy Week is important both in Jewish tradition and in Christian tradition. It's the week that leads up to the, the holiday called Passover. And um, and in Christian tradition, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, Passover is is a huge thing, um, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. The Passover is is a holiday that celebrates how God came and he rescued his people Israel out of Egypt. And, and that theme is kind of repeated in Jesus as uh, as we look at Holy Week and, and essentially the life of Christ. But um, as we look at Holy Week and, and the crucifixion and, and everything, it relates a lot back to Passover and what God did to rescue his people at that time. So we have Holy Week, right? uh and i'll I'll kind of paint a picture of what the scene looks like there's this little hill or mountain or something uh, a little ways away from jerusalem called the mount of olives and then there's jerusalem and jesus from the mount of olives he gets on this donkey on this on this baby donkey essentially um and he rides the donkey into jerusalem and, uh, sorry, as he is riding into Jerusalem, the, these people all around the city are going crazy. They are, uh, they're dancing, they're, they're shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. They are uh, just celebrating the fact that Jesus is coming in to the city. And they're so excited, in fact, that they're cutting off these palm branches and they're laying these branches in front of Jesus' donkey as, he, as he's coming into the city. Some people are so excited, they're taking their cloaks and they're throwing them down in front of the cult, as, uh, as in front of the donkey as he's walking along, or she maybe I don't know. But um, and they're celebrating Jesus entering the city. Uh, this is incredibly important for us to remember because Jesus is not just a man. I hope you believe that. Um, If you don't, then uh, that's fine too. Um, But Jesus isn't just a man. He is God who who has come in the flesh and he is coming to do something huge. He's coming to do something incredibly important for all of humanity. In the past, when God came and, and he took Israel out of Egypt, he, uh, he led Israel through the desert, and he guided them to where, where they should go. And he guided them as a column of smoke in the daytime, and at nighttime it was a pillar of fire. Um, so if you can just imagine this huge thing of smoke that seems to have no source is guiding these people through the desert. Um, if I saw that, I would be like, okay, that's really, really strange, but fine. Uh, the thing that would be kind of terrifying to me is to see a pillar of fire. Uh, I, I'm imagining something like this big, but I don't know, maybe it was bigger. Um, but this big column of fire in the nighttime just moving somewhere and you have all these people following it. If I saw that, I would run away, I would be terrified because that's that's really crazy. You just don't see fire and, and a giant thing of fire and people following it, that's, that's strange. Um, so that's how God led Israel through the desert and, and out of Egypt. And and that's, that's how he showed himself to, to his people. This time God has put on skin and he's come to people as a man. And he's not even the, the most impressive man. He's, he's a man that most people would overlook. Um, and you have, you have this man, you have God who is entering the city. And you have these people going crazy, you have some people who are welcoming him, and then you have some people who are despising, who de- despise Jesus and who hate him. Uh, the, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees and the, the holy people, essentially. Um, what, what What is this difference? Why why do some of these people celebrate Jesus and, and some of these other people don't? Uh, essentially, I think, this is just my thought, um, the people who are celebrating Jesus are the ones who saw something different in Jesus, because uh, Jesus, like the people who were celebrating Jesus, are actually the poor, they're the sick, they're the thieves, they're they're the people who um, live face to face with their sin, and they know that they are sinful. And you have the holy people who think that they're not sinful and and who live who lead a good life and and pretend like everything's fine. Um, but then you have these people who know that they're sinful and they're the ones who are celebrating and who are welcoming Christ. So, um, I think that's incredibly important. I think that's incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, Passover is a holiday that celebrates how God came to rescue Israel. And then we have Easter because we celebrate how God came to rescue humanity and God came in the man, Jesus Christ. God was Jesus, Jesus Christ. If only the people could see who was riding that donkey. If only they could see this pillar of fire riding the donkey. If only they could see um, this amazing God coming in. I think everyone would have had a different response. But as it was, the sick, the poor, the prostitutes, the thieves, the destitute, the outcasts of society were the ones who saw something different. Jesus came to forgive us. He's riding into the city and he knows what's in, what's coming. He knows that his crucifixion is near and he comes into the city. And and uh and he's coming to face that. It's really it's really interesting how scripture talks over and over and over about how all have sinned, how all have sinned. Romans 3, 10 through 18 really sums it up nicely. I'm not going to read it to you, so you can go and find it for yourself. But Romans 3, 10 through 18, those verses, uh, it's kind of a summary of the prophets talking about how all have turned away, how all have done something wrong. And we all have. We've all done something that's not right in the eyes of God. We've all lied. We've all tried to uh, deceive people. We, um, we get bitter. We are hateful sometimes. Sometimes we hate people. Um, maybe we uh, we hold bitterness against somebody. Um, there are so many instances where all of us have done something wrong, where all of us have turned away from God in some way, shape, or form, where uh, even where we try to do things on our own and we don't rely on God, that also is sin. And uh, that's hopeless. Maybe sometimes we don't feel like we're sinners but there are those areas where if we if we are honest with ourselves that deep inside of us we know and we see these areas that are not okay and these areas that that are so wrong these areas that we want to keep secret and that we want to hide from everybody else we don't want anybody else to know these thoughts or these feelings or or these these things that we have done or seen or or acted or whatever we don't want to share this because we're ashamed of it, right? Each and every one of us has this, and I'm saying I myself have these things that I'm ashamed of, and and it's sin. That's all that sin is. Sin is only is is sin is just where you do something that is not uh, according to to God's plan for us. Um, we have rebelled, and it's up to God to forgive us because. Uh, if, if someone does something wrong against you, what is your role? Well, you're able to forgive the person. You don't have to forgive the person, but you're able to, right? That's the same thing with us. Um, our, we have done something wrong against God. We have had these thoughts, we have had these feelings, we have um, done these things and we've done something wrong against God. And so what's God's role in this? He's able to forgive us. Or he's able to condemn us, so it's it's up to him. The outcasts of society, the tax collectors, the thieves, essentially, uh, prostitutes, the um, all of these these people, the sinners, uh, they experience something different with Jesus. There, there are in the world you can kind of. Obviously, this is a huge generaliz- generalization, but there are essentially two sorts of people. You have people who have done bad things, but they're not so bad, right? It's okay. I mean, it's not great. It's not, I'm not proud of it, but but at least I didn't kill someone, right? You have you have some people who have done, done things that are not so bad, and then you have other people who have done th- things that are terrible. You have people who have stolen, who have um, committed murder, who have, uh, I don't know, raped, who have, um, you, you have people who have maybe sold other people as slaves. I don't know. You have people who have done these horrible, horrible things that are really easy to say that is wrong. And they have these other people who have not done something so bad, right? Like like a white lie. Like, yeah, you don't look that fat. Or, um, or yeah, that, that looks good on you when it doesn't. We all know it doesn't, you don't have to lie. I'm just kidding, I don't know. Um, but uh, we have these people who, have changed who they are to to be accepted by society by by somebody else. Um, you have you have people who have been hatefully and ang- uh, hatefully angry towards other people. Uh, I've <laughs> I've done that. Uh, people who have held bitterness against someone. These aren't terrible things. Yeah, it's not it's not great. You, you obviously there's something better. They don't have to live this way, but at least they didn't kill someone right there essentially we have these two people in society and in in this story we can see that there are people who live face to face with their sins they know that they've done something really wrong they know that they're in need of forgiveness and then you have these other people who it's not too bad so what maybe i took a little bit more money than i should have or so what maybe maybe i lied or uh, so what? You know, I did this other thing. It's, it's not hurting anybody else. It's not. It's not hurting anybody else. It's hurting you and your relationship with God. These people who lived face to face with their sins, they, they saw something different in Jesus. They saw acceptance and love and compassion in Jesus because Jesus, his name uh, was also prophesied, is, is also Emmanuel. God with us. Jesus is God with us. God, this God, this pillar of fire, this cloud of smoke, this this great being that is so huge and so much more than what we know and what we can understand, God with us has come to be with us. And he has shown compassion. And you have people who live face to face with their sin, who are intimately uh, knowledgeable of how bad sin is, of the effects that sin can have. And they love him because they've experienced something different. The religious people refused to be to be around these sinful people for the same reason that that maybe we don't hang out with someone who's dirty, or or maybe we don't hug someone who just got home from the gym, right? Because because uh, they're sweaty and they're gross and uh, go take a shower. Yeah, we we don't do that because because we don't want that filth on us. So when these, these holy people, these religious people, didn't want to be around these sinners because they didn't want to get, to get the sin on them. They didn't want to get the dirty on them. And God with us, Jesus Christ, came in flesh and he lived among us. He wasn't just around us. He wasn't just standing some distance away. He lived with these people and he loved them and he showed them compassion, something that they hadn't received from the other people who were supposed to be close to God. Jesus, uh, God came down and clothed himself in skin and lived with us. And we have this same God riding this donkey into the city and the poor people and the thieves and the prostitutes and the destitute and the sick and the dirty are going crazy because they see their king who's coming. This is huge. This is amazing. I wanna read to you guys a passage from Isaiah 53. Uh, Isaiah 53 is a passage that is, uh, throughout Christian history and tradition, it's been associated with Messiah. And I think we'll see that as well. Who has believed our message? I want to apologize. It's a long passage, um, but please just bear with me. It's incredibly, incredibly important. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form and had no majesty that we should look at him. And there was no attractiveness that we should desire him. God of the universe came and clothed himself and he looked like us. And he wasn't this beautiful person. He wasn't this this uh, amazing speaker. I mean, he was an amazing speaker. Crowds of people followed him. But he wasn't someone that you would look at him and at first glance you would say, that's God. That wasn't That wasn't it. He came like a human. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of sorrow and intimately familiar with suffering, and like one from whom people hide their faces, and we despised him and did not value him. Surely he has borne our sufferings and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken and struck down by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that made us whole was upon him. And by his bruises, we are healed. All we, uh, all we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned away, each of us, to his own way. And the Lord has lain on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, and yet he didn't open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, as a sheep that before its, shear, uh, as a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. From detention and judgment he was taken away and who can even think about his descendants for he was cut off from the land of the living he was stricken for the transgressions of my people then they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich people in his death although he had committed no violence nor was there any deceit in his mouth yet the lord was willing to crush him and he made him suffer and although you make his soul an offering for sin he will see his offspring and he will prolong his days and the, and the will of the Lord will triumph in his hand. Out of the suffering of his soul, he will see light and find satisfaction. And, though, uh, and through his knowledge, his servant, the righteous one, will make many righteous, and he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot to him a portion with the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life to death. And was numbered with transgressors, and he carried the sins of the many, and made intercession for their transgressions. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions; he was crushed for our iniquities. And his punishment made us whole. His punishment gave us the the ability to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, with with God the Father. Jesus Christ died for us. Jesus Christ forgave people. As he lived, he forgave them. You can see throughout the scripture where he says so many times, go, your sins are forgiven. How huge is that? Uh, Go, your sins are forgiven. Sin no more. Sin no more. This is amazing. And then in his death, he made it so that we can have a relationship with God the Father again. He made it so that our sins are no longer going to block our relationship with us. God with us, God of the universe, this flaming pillar of fire came in the skin of a man and he died for us. He died for us on the cross. How huge is that? This is the story of Easter. This is the message that we see carried all throughout the Bible, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, all throughout the Bible, we see the story of, of God rescuing his people, and he shows this pattern over and over and over again, and he brings it to its fulfillment in Christ Jesus, where God had rescued Israel, had brought Israel out of Egypt, and yet Israel still sinned. But now Christ has come and Christ has brought us out of sin, out of death. And now we get to live life. We get to have life truly. So I want to ask you today, um, I'm at the end of my message and I want to ask you today, who are you going to be? How are you going to respond to Jesus Christ on this Palm Sunday? He's, He's come. He's come to to forgive us. He's come to face death for us. How are we going to respond? Are we going to celebrate? Or are we going to turn our faces away from him? The question is is for you to decide what your response is going to be. Thank you so much, Heart Frog. It's truly been an honor for me to speak to you today. my, I love you guys as as brothers and sisters in Christ, and I hope that we get to see each other face to face soon. And uh, I'm praying for you guys. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful, wonderful Easter. God bless.